This is Company, the podcast. I'm Sky Manson. Company is a podcast produced in rural Australia, bringing together ambitious women from the bush, the cities and all over the world. Today's guest says our homes are our cafes, our restaurants and our nightclubs. Don't you just love that? This is true for everyone right now during coronavirus times, but it is also always true of people living in the country, away from the cities, and I've never thought about it like that, but I think it is really spot on. Today's guest is Carly Oates, who moved with her husband from Sydney to a farm at Jugyong on the New South Wales Central Tablelands. Her husband had no farming experience and is now a farmer, and Carly makes masterpieces of people's homes through her interior design company and homewares store, Curators Collective. She's also sharing some of her gorgeous candles for our Cozy Up With Company Winter Love Package giveaway, which closes in a week. You can enter pretty much right now, even as you're listening, by signing up to my newsletter at mansonandcompany.com. I am seriously envious of the winner. He'll also be sent a gorgeous Lady Kate 100% merino wool scarf, a copy of Cara Rosenland's Weekends, and a delicious, delicious, delicious hot chocolate from Rural Company based in Ballarat, Grounded Pleasures. I cannot wait for one of my lovely listeners to win. All right, sorry for the diversion. Let me introduce you to Carly Oates, who's lovely and insightful and has adapted her business to cope with the COVID-19 lockdown. And she's actually having a really wonderful time at home, creating new family rituals and absolutely cooking up a storm while the world goes through this COVID revolution of sorts. Here she is. Hi, I'm Carly Oates and I live in Jugyong, New South Wales um, and I own and operate um, a tiny little boutique uh, in Jugyong called Curators Collective. Carly, thanks so much for chatting with me on, uh, on my podcast, Company. I really want to get a bit of an idea as to what your days are looking like at the moment in uh, isolation and lockdown. Mm, so um, it looks different to what I think it normally or used to look like. Um, so we're a family of four and we live on a sheep farm that my husband, that we own and my husband runs. Um, we are all in the house together and on the farm for coming up to nearly, I think, five, six weeks now. Um, I think we're pretty fortunate. I don't think it, for us, it definitely doesn't feel like we're in a jail or we're in lockdown. Um, we take a walk every single morning as a family, which has almost become our ritual. It, it is the one thing that makes us get out of the house and makes us get dressed and we get all the dogs and we walk up the driveway, we touch the front sign, which is our property name, and we walk back and it, it is something that almost sets us, sets the day and, and gets us going. I think if we didn't have that, you, we wouldn't have a purpose to get up and get moving. It, it's almost, you know, um, the best way to start a day, I think. I love that. So are you, as a family, early risers? Uh, look, um, 
I, 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 my husband definitely is. I could probably lay in bed a little longer than, than everyone else, but you know, with mini humans and I'm sure, you know, um, when you're up, you're up. And I think the, the, um, most common question I get asked is, can I have breakfast now? Can you make me breakfast now? So you can't stay in bed anymore. So no, we're all up. And, um, I do like mornings. I think it's, I think it's pretty special. And so Carly, what about um, business for you with Curators Collective? What's happened over the last five weeks? Yeah, so we, um, we're located above a really beautiful historic pub in town and um, obviously everything got closed down, so um, especially pubs and, and restaurants. So we unfortunately had to close our doors for the shop. Um, we have an online store, which was always secondary to our main store. Um, but that has had a complete role reverse and, and the online store has become our number one and, and um, which has taught me so much because I'm, I'm not an online queen by any means. I, I find it really hard to post on Instagram and I find it um, really time consuming to consistently upload um, purely because it's the lingo and the language of, of online land that I find um, you know, it doesn't come fluid to me where in a, in a space with actual tactile pieces, I can work really quickly and really easily. Um, so I definitely have learned a lot. Um, but the online has taught me so much as well. And, and the people that have supported me online has been really interesting as well. And they're, they've been friends, but they've also been past customers as well that um, have reached out and made comments saying, you know, we have visited you in store and we can only imagine what you're sort of um, surrounded by at the moment. So they're supporting and, and purchasing online, which has been really, really warming, I think. And overall, how do you reflect on the situation so far? And you've been plunged into the world of online, but as you were just saying, you really enjoy the tactileness of um, touching things and arranging things in a shop. When things get back to normal, what will it look like for you? Ah, it's, um, it's a really tricky question because I think the worst thing we could almost do is experience what we're going through and not change because of it. I think if we just resume position and kept doing what we were doing, um, it doesn't seem fair to the world or, or right to ourselves that we just go back to doing what we were doing. I think we almost need to look at this as a life changing event um, and whether you grow personally or grow as a business, but make sure we do make changes and, and they're changes that, you know, um, I personally would like to spend more time with my family. I've enjoyed this time and, you know, I, I love the business, but I, I, I think there was regrettable things that I soaked too much time into the business and, and disregarded family at times. And, I think that needs to change. And then on business front, um, you know, I think we'll change our approach and our approach to customers and, and um, online presence. I think all of that. So um, it'll be something that evolves and it will be something that um, we won't get right straight away, but it, it's important to acknowledge that we do need to change um, and we look forward to doing that, I think. What have been the things that you've loved about being at home with the, with the family and the, that gift of more time with the family? Or maybe you haven't seen it as a gift, I don't know. 
<laughs> no, I think it's definitely been a gift. And I do think um, I've got two girls and I think they're at an age where they will look back at this time and remember all the time they had with mum and dad and the walks we had on our farm. And um, I love cooking and I think I would always come home and feel the pressure to quickly get dinner on where now I'm at home and I put dinner on at 8.30 in the morning and it cooks all day and it's fantastic. They were things that I never got to do. Um, my daughter found an old Monopoly game um, in the garage when we were clearing it out because that's what you do in isolation. You clean your garage out. <laughs> and um, we've played and we've played nearly every second day and it has been it has brought up so many childhood memories for me that um, that's what you do. You play board games, which is just unreal. So, no, I look, I've loved this time. I think it's been really special. Um, what, what kind of things have you been cooking? Oh, gosh, I love it. Um, I cooked this most amazing spaghetti bolognese with a cup of milk the other day, which was absolutely hilarious. I watched this online video that, and the guy said, oh, my gosh, it's going to blow your mind. You're not going to want to do it. I did it. It looked absolutely disturbing. It looked like a milky um, red sauce that just looked all sorts of wrong. It cooked for 10 hours. It was properly amazing. It was seriously delicious. Um, we've cooked a lot of slow-cooked lamb, ragouts. Um, what else have we cooked? All sorts of... Um, things that can take hours because it can. I've cooked a two-day pork belly, which is so great. <laughs> you know, the it. marinade in the fridge overnight and then the next day you spend all day cooking it. Could never have done that. One of the reflections that I've been making uh, is that I feel like we have sort of stepped back in time, like way back in time to my grandparents' era where we were more thrifty and we had more time and we connected in way more um, genuine, not genuine ways, but just in different ways. And I love that feeling. I And with Anzac Day as well and the war, war times and there is something reminiscent of, of that too, definitely for, for me and my family. Did you feel, have you felt like that at all? Yeah, very much. Um, it's coming up to Mother's Day and my eldest daughter has written a Mother's Day letter to my mum. I don't think she would have ever have done that. I don't think that was something that um, would, would ever have been on her radar because we probably just would have seen her or we would have met up and had a lunch at some point over the next little bit. But they haven't seen their grandparents for six or seven weeks and um, we might not see them again for six or seven weeks. So they're writing letters to people that I agree that that is so old-fashioned, isn't it? And it's, it's lovely to see them do that. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's really lovely. What's been difficult over this time? Mm. Um, <laughs> I think the fact that escapism and having a little bit of alone time. Um, uh, I, I raced my husband to the garage the other day. So whoever won to get on the lawnmower just to have 15 minutes <laughs> of just just quiet time and I, you don't need you know hours but it was just no, no no I'll do it I'll do it so 
I think it's just the, um, the consistency of everyone around. Um, that's been, that's been hard, but lovely. So there's, there's a, there's a push and pull there. Um, but also the hardest thing, I love having a drink with friends. I love seeing my family and we haven't been social. I love cooking. So there's, there, there's sort of, we've lacked that little bit of, um, meet and greet and hang out and catch up and and it's been really hard the the girls asking when are they going to see their friends that's mm. that's been really heartbreaking yeah the socialization of children's definitely been um is is something that you don't want to go on for for too much longer i i would think as good as it is at home um the our my young children and, and all kids definitely are missing out on that element i think um Tell me more about, you mentioned family, about your family. Um, you didn't grow up in Jiguyong, did you? No, we've been in Jiguyong for, um, I think we'd be coming up to eight, eight and a half years. Um, no, grew up and born and bred in Barrel in, um, in the Southern Highlands and then moved uh, to Sydney um, where I had um, I had a really lovely career and it was fantastic. But then. Um, what was your career? Up, uh, I was a senior fashion editor um, for News Limited, um, which I loved. I loved very, very much. But it was definitely a world that um, that was probably for someone single or, or married, but definitely not for someone that wants kids. It was. Um, I was hardly ever home. I was normally out of the country. I did see my husband, but only for for. Um, pieces at a time it was just a very fast-paced um world that is very different to now it was it's quite a fickle world fashion and and um and magazines and now I kind of live in a very wholesome very different environment I guess to to um what I had so um tell me more about your that role (laughs) did you I'm so interested it sounds I love it um did you always want to end up in that kind of area and did you work hard to get there yeah I always wanted to be I always wanted to work in magazines um I think when I I loved reading magazines I I, you know we talked about tactileness I love I love things I I still write you know my receipts even for curators collective everything is handwritten out or my um I'm, I'm a very tactile person so magazines for me is so important and I loved it. And I, I, at that point I had no idea, um, you know, I'm thinking of high school and, and what I wanted to be. I, I wanted to do something in magazines, but I didn't know what that was. And it sort of then became apparent that you could be a stylist and a stylist was um, the person that made those pages look really pretty. And that's what I wanted to do when um, studied fashion and styling um, in Sydney at college. And then, worked for free for maybe two years of just assisting all different all different stylists and um I would do anything I I would get coffee I would tape shoes I would run around I would do absolutely anything and then um slowly over the years worked my way up and into magazines and um and loved it and loved being creative with a team um and loved working with you know, celebrities and working with different models and, and creating those really beautiful pictures in magazines. Tell me what it's like behind the scenes because you, you make it look so stylish, make it look so, so gorgeous and glamorous, but 
it's not always the case, is it? <laughs> so unglamorous. It was, um, I think most of the time I felt like some sort of glorified suitcase packer. I would literally go around, collect clothes from designers, put all the clothes together, pack a suitcase, go to a studio, unpack a suitcase, style either a celebrity or a model, and then pack the suitcase up, take it back to the office, unpack that suitcase, send all the clothes back to the designers, um, and then do it again in another few days. But the process is what I loved. And I think I loved the idea of coming up with a brief and coming up with my team of hair and makeup and photographers and working with an art director. And I love that bigger picture. And I think that's, um, that's still really apparent in what, what I do with Curators Collective as well. I, I love the idea of finding items and, and bringing it all together. And, um, and I do it now with interiors for, for people in their homes. I, I love the idea of seeing a space um, and seeing what I can do with it and how to bring all those pieces together to make a really pretty picture. And whether it's, you know, a picture you see in your eye or a picture you see in the magazine, it's the same thing. Do you do individual interior styling as well as running your yeah. business? Tell yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's just another arm of, um, of Curators Collective. So we obviously have the store and, um, and then I do interior styling on top of that. So, um, you know, new homes where um, people have starting from nothing. So they, they have no furniture or old homesteads where they have everyone's old furniture <laughs> um, or just a, um, an update of, you know, your living room, your bedroom, um, whatever, really. Um, just, it's just ideas. And I guess I'm really fortunate that, I have this vast knowledge of product out there and um, how to bring things together. So that's basically what I do. I source and I find items and I put it all together. <laughs> how did you end up in Ju Young? How did all that come to be? <laughs> um, a really good girlfriend married um a farmer locally and she said to us when we were living in bondi um with my husband um she said why don't you come down and um see us on the farm I said oh where are you and they're actually in ajinbili which is another 45 million minutes from jugyong i said five hours from sydney <laughs> that's hilarious sure we'll we'll um we'll lock in a date and we came down and fell in love with it and couldn't describe to anyone what that feeling was when we moved to Jigyong, the pub um, where the shop is at the moment didn't really exist in the way that it is now. Um, you know, the, but it had a feeling of, oh, and I don't think you can, you can describe it until you see it, but the rolling hills of this area and the light that happens when the sun sets, the whole sky changes and the seasons and everything about this area is just real. And maybe I was craving a bit of real and maybe that's what brought us here. But uh, I, it has, we, uh, a moment in time has never passed that I regret moving to Jugion. I love it. How did you find your spot to live? Um, we were living, when we decided to move down, we were living in a neighbor's cottage and um, 
this farm became available. A manager had moved out of this house. And my husband said, do you want to come up and have a look at the house um, and see if you like it? And I remember having driven past it and just going, I'm not going to like it. And we walked in and it was um, brown. Everything was brown. I can't begin to tell you the floors were brown, the walls were brown, the kitchen was brown, the carpet was brown, the light switches were brown. And I just... I sort of looked at my husband who he was waiting for me to go. I hate it. I'll never move in here. And I just said, this is amazing. We can do so much. Um, And we have, so we completely gutted our house and renovated it and um, love it. Absolutely love it. And is your husband, does he have a a farming background? Is he farming? (laughs) Um, Not even a tiny little bit. (laughs) of a background of farming so he and I obviously were living in Bondi and um, made the decision to move down together and so he has taken on this role of learning how to farm and learning yeah learning animals and learning welfare of animals and how to grow grass and all of those things you do as a farmer but um, he hasn't got the support of a family background of farming or he can't call his dad or his brother who also own farms. And um, so he's definitely had the biggest hurdles of all, I think. Did you know, you know, when you made your decision to move to Jigiong and you found your home and your spot, um, was it at that time that you knew Curators Collective would come into existence or did it happen later? Um, I think when we were even considering moving down, um, I always wanted to do something. I always wanted to bring um, that creativeness with me. I think if I ever lost that, I feel like I'd have lost a part of me, I think. Um, And Jigyong is really very, very small. And there was just literally nowhere to open. There was not a a shop front. There was not a little... Um, you know, space for me. And then over time, it, it sort of grew. And, and um, I was fortunate enough to to open Curators Collective. And, and now that I'm in at the pub um, at the Sir George, it is just a really lovely fusion of, of their style, which is um, a beautifully renovated historic pub and, um, and my sort of fusion of Curators Collective. Um. I love that. And how has it, how has Curators Collective gone for you? What, what do you love about having that outlet and your own business? Yeah, um, I, I adore it. And I adore the fact that a lot of people walk into the shop not knowing that I own it. Um, I work in it quite regularly. I, I only have one other person that works with me and, and I love being there. And I love when people walk in, not knowing that I own it, whispering or talking to each other that they love this space and, oh, my God, look at this product. And there's, it's almost a little bit of a, of a hit. It's, it's, it's a bit of a, a junky hit. It's, it's, quite, um, it's quite nice. And I, I truly buy everything because I love it and because... Um, I think it has value. I, I, it could be the demise of my business, but I don't buy things for a sell-through factor. I buy it because I love it. I love that. Um, 
So, Carly, do you describe yourself as a country girl now? <laughs> I think so. I, I think having grow, grow up, growing up in um, in Bowra, we always had motorbikes and we always had, you know, a few cows. So, Have you always was, described yourself as a country girl? I think I have. Yeah, I think, I don't think I was ever a city girl. I think I... I think I've always had country bones um, and I think I went to the city for a while, but I think I've always been, well, I think I was always meant to come back to the country. How do you think people's perception of country people has changed? I mean, you've worked in fashion and now you're in interiors and you live in, in, in Gyeong and I'm sure you still have lots of uh, conversations with people that live in the city. What's your observation about that? I had a um I had a friend the other day say to me, <clears throat> Oh, you can just um just Google it. I'm not sure if you've got the internet there or not, but if you do, just Google it. And I was like, Are you serious? <laughs> just because we're in the country doesn't mean we um we're missing out on things. And I think the perception has changed, but I think it probably needs to change more. I think um we live in such a beautiful environment, but people misunderstand us. And I think the the um, the best thing I've learned with Curators Collective is that people have really beautiful homes because our homes are our sanctuary. They're our restaurants, they're our cafes, they're our nightclubs, they're our everything because we're in the country. We can't just go and um, and pick up takeaway. So our homes are beautiful and therefore... Um, people want beautiful things and I, I think the city does view the country um, not incorrectly but just um, unknown they, they don't they don't know us well enough so it is probably up to us to educate them more and, and get them down here just just before we end up I've got two more questions for you for you personally what have been maybe two or three things maybe two or three things that you've loved about uh, a self-isolation. I love our morning walks. That has been my, my ritual that I think if, um, if we didn't do that, I, I would feel like I'm going insane. I think it's just, it, it, it is the thing that gets us. Um, and look, my four year old has actually learned how to use our coffee machine. So she's now become, <laughs> She's become the barista of the house and um, it's actually quite sweet. And she even yells out, you know, order number 73. Mm-hmm. So we have become her, her cafe. So that's been really lovely. I think that's, um, that's new. That hasn't happened before isolation. And what are you looking forward to doing once things are relaxed a little bit and life gets back to normal a bit more? Um, I cannot wait to drive to Canberra and eat Japanese food. <laughs> Love it. Love it. That is my, yeah, look, um, there's a great little restaurant in, um, in Canberra that they're doing takeaway and they're doing um, home delivery, but obviously we can't have it um, because we are, you know, too far from Canberra from where we are. Yes, so I'm running a giveaway at the moment and it's um, just really all about celebrating things getting cold and cozying up in your home, which I'm so excited about this winter particularly. (laughs) What are you looking forward to cozying up with this winter? 
we as a family always go out. We love going out together and picking up all the sticks because it feels like we're now um, a part of creating warmth for the next couple of months. And, you know, my husband loves it because it's cleaning the paddock up at the same time. So um, I'm really excited to get stick picking and get the fire on with a bottle of red and enjoy um, being at home in, in the warmth. And, um, and I always light a candle. I think, you know, we light candles at night. It's, it just feels, feels like all that flame and, and loveliness um, adds to the atmosphere and um, we love it. Oh, that sounds so like heaven. I think, yeah, it's um, winter is a special time. It's really cold, but um, it's just a nice time to, um, to, to, to stop for a while and this year more than ever. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. Well, Carly, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me for this podcast. I've, compl- I've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed getting to know you a bit better and um, look forward to seeing Curators Collective um, grow and grow and grow in the future. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. It's been fun. Thank you so much to Carly Oates for sparing her very precious home time to chat with me. Didn't you just absolutely love that little story about racing to the lawnmower? I love that and I can definitely relate. You can find Carly at curators underscore collective on Instagram or at curatorscollective.com.au. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you again soon.